praise the Lord. Glory to God. We are in the beautiful city of Oak Park, Michigan today. Today is a very beautiful day. It is about 50, 52, 53 out. Very uh, beautiful, gorgeous day. And I'm here in the park and I'm going to be talking to you today about the storehouse system about God's storehouse. A lot of people don't know that they have a storehouse. They don't know the purpose of a storehouse. And that the storehouse is not a man-made creation. It's a God-made creation. I'm not going to go into the particular details of the origination of the storehouse. I just want to talk about its use today. And in scripture, Jesus makes a lot of references to treasures in heaven, um, a storing trap in heaven. He says that the treasures in heaven or the store in heaven, uh, thieves cannot break through a steel, that moth cannot eat, rust cannot corrode. Uh, Jesus talks about making deposits into the storehouse. For example, Jesus talks about selling what you have, giving alms, and you have treasures in heaven a bag that fell if not. And so Jesus makes lots of references to the storehouse. One in particular that I wanna take note of, and that is in the book of Mark with the rich young ruler. There in the book of, of St. Mark uh, chapter 10, Jesus talk, talks about the rich young ruler who came running to Jesus, asking him what he must do to be saved. And so Jesus finally told him, go sell all that you have, give alms, and you'll have treasures in heaven. And so the, the Bible tells us that the rich young ruler ended up walking away. He was sad because he had much substance. And, and so right here, right, if, I, if I could just look at this particular uh, a circumstance or situation, Jesus asked the rich young ruler, go sell everything you have give to the poor, and you have treasures in heaven. Now, for those treasures to be not to be real, or for those treasures to be imaginary, or for those treasures to be something that could not be translated into the natural, would constitute fraud and deception. And what I want you to know, those what Jesus had promised the rich young ruler was tangible resources that can be that could have been withdrawn from the kingdom of God because later down uh, in that same chapter uh, Peter asked Jesus he said Jesus now Peter was a, uh, a fisherman he had a business he had people working with him and Peter left that fishing business to pursue uh, uh, the work that Jesus had called him to do and so Jesus, I mean, Peter asked Jesus, you know, we've given up all. What shall we, you know, we've left all. And Jesus said that there is no man to have left uh, all for his sake in the kingdom who shall not receive an hundredfold more. And he goes down the list and he begins to list the things that a person could receive an hundredfold more in. And he says, that they would receive a hundredfold now in this time. And he talked about houses and lands and, 
and and children and mother and fathers and we we know he wasn't talking about having a hundred wives or having a hundred children but what he was talking about what that would be that the blessing of God will come down on you and your family to such a degree that it will cause uh, it, 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 to such a degree the, the blessings will fall on, in such a, a way that it would uh, amount to a hundredfold because of the sacrifices that you made for the kingdom of God and for Jesus' sake. And I could go in scripture and show you uh, situations where uh, that, I mean, what Jesus said actually came to pass and will come to pass in the future, but that's not the point of this particular video. Now, go to uh, Genesis in chapter 47, because in Genesis chapter 47, we see how Joseph, which is the son of Jacob, how he used the storehouse system to make Pharaoh the richest man in the land. And you and I can apply these same principles as far as the storehouse is concerned. How, how can you say that? Well, God promises us in Genesis, and not Genesis, but Deuteronomy chapter 28, that he would command a blessing upon our storehouses and all that we set our hands to. And then the next verse says, verse 9, I think that is, Deuteronomy 28, verse 9 says, that God would establish us a holy people unto himself, which he hath sworn to the Father. So in Scripture is, sworn, is a sworn promise that God swears that he would do these things. He would bless your storehouses and cause your storehouses to overflow. Uh, Malachi chapter 3 over there, verse 8, and verse 8, 9, and 10 talks about God. God said, if you bring the, the, the tithe and the offerings into the storehouse, that he will pour out a blessing upon you that there shall not be enough room to receive. And that God says he will rebuke the devourer for your sex and on and for on your behalf and that your fruit will not cast itself before its time in the field and that they should be called a delightsome land beloved those problem those promises are still relevant for today but see, we got to understand uh the necessity of having a storehouse but not just having a storehouse having multiple storehouses that God can pour out his blessings on. And we need to understand how to bring the harvest into the storehouse. For example, uh, Jesus says, give and it shall be given unto you. Luke 6, uh, Luke chapter um, 6, I think it is. 638 says, give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure you give, it'll be measured back to you. So uh, with the blessings come, when the blessings come upon us, we simply go and tuck them away, store them away in the storehouse. So many of us, we live from paycheck to paycheck. We spend up everything that comes into our hands. We get a bonus check or we get unexpected income. We run out and buy things that we don't need. Well, beloved, that's, that, that is th that bonus check, unexpected income, tax returns, 
birthday gifts, all of those things, when you when you rightly when you rightly perceive their purpose. And what I mean by that, you, you, you know, there may be things that you know you're going to need a new car, you know you're going to need a new refrigerator or a stove or a washing machine, or you, you, you want to be a blessed, you want to be debt free. You take that harvest that comes in and you tuck it away in these storehouses. You put them outside and, and tuck them away because listen to this. Your storehouse is literally a blueprint of your future. Your storehouse literally is a blueprint of your future. You're literally providing your literally providing resources for your future. So when you rightly understand the purpose of the storehouse, it will set you in a position, listen to this, to be debt free, to owe no man nothing but to love them. And that's the purpose of this, this, this video today, to help you, to teach you about the storehouse. Now, Joseph, Joseph, Jacob's son, as we know, was sold down into Egypt as a slave and he ended up in Pharaoh's prison and Pharaoh had two servants there in prison and uh, they had dreams and Joseph was able to interpret these dreams now one of uh, both when both was released one was restored to service and and so uh, Pharaoh had these dreams and no one I mean he had these dreams uh, he had back-to-back uh, -back dreams. They were the same dreams. And these dreams disturbed him. And he talked to people about these dreams and, act, you know, tried to find out what these dreams were. But nobody could interpret it. But one of Pharaoh's servants who was in prison with Joseph uh, told Pharaoh he met a man in prison that could interpret his dream. So... Uh, uh, Pharaoh called Joseph and told Joseph the dreams that he had Joseph interpreted the dreams and then he counseled Pharaoh how to make preparation uh, uh, for uh, the dreams that he had. Uh, the dreams were about uh, seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. Egypt was about to come into a famine. Egypt was about to experience a very grievous famine. But God was telling a Pharaoh how to make provisions for this famine. Well, this, 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 the reason why Joseph was down in Egypt was because God wanted to make a provisions for his people, uh, the, his covenant people of Jacob, and his his family, and so uh, uh, Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of making provisions against the famine. And so what Joseph did, he he in the seven years of abundance, he collected corn and put them in uh, storehouses around different cities. There were several different cities that had these storehouses. And so in the seven years of abundance, Jacob, no, not Jacob, but Joseph took the abundance and stored them away into these storehouses. So now the part, 
Now, the part that I want you to see here is that after the seven years of abundance were over, then you had seven years of famine. Now, there's something that there's something critical that I want to bring up here as well, is that you have these life altering events that have a worldwide impact. You have these life altering events that have a worldwide impact. And this famine was one of those situations that happened all over the world. In all lands, uh, the Bible tells us, was hit by this, this, this famine. This famine was very grievous. Now, I want you to see how uh, Joseph managed this, this famine during the seven years that were grievous. And I want you to see the process by which he worked the storehouses. And I want you to see the results uh, of the famine. I want you to see the results of how he worked the storehouses and how he prepared for the famine. But on the other side of that, uh, there were some things that happened that brought a, a whole lot of people into bondage. It was life altering for a whole lot of people. And beloved, what I'm saying today, if you understand seed time harvest, and if you understand the process of seed time harvest, and the purpose of the store that God says he will bless your store. He not only he will bless your storehouses, that he would command blessings on all you put your hands to. So when you begin to bring these harvests in, then you you recognize the need to put away uh, parts of the harvest into each of your storehouses. Not just one storehouses, but multiple storehouses. So with that said, let me go over here and you should read, uh, go over here to Genesis and uh, 47, over here in Genesis chapter 47. So in Genesis chapter 47, okay, Genesis chapter 47 and verse uh, 11, Joseph, verse 11 through 12, Joseph, uh, place his father and his brethren. Uh, he gave them possessions of land and the, be the best lands and the best of the land in, in, in the land of Ramses as Pharaoh had commanded. And he nourished his, his father and his brethren and all his, of his father's household with bread according to their family. So first of all, he took care of his family. Now second, uh, and that verse 13, and there was no bread in all the land for the famine was very sore so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. Uh, and Joseph bought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when money failed in the land of Egypt, and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence for, for the money fella? So the first thing that happened in that famine, Joseph gathered up all the money. They, he sold corn for money. And when there was no more money, uh, 
they said we have no more money. So what Joseph did, he said, give your cattle, verse 10, give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle if money fail. And they bought their cattle unto Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses and for the flocks and, and for the cattle of the herds and for the asses. And he fed them with bread for all their cattle for that year. So next, notice what happened next. He says here, uh, and when that year was ended, they came unto him the second year and said unto him, we will not hide it from my Lord, how that our money is spent. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle. There is not aught left in the sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our lands. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land, by us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh's, and give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. And Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. For Egyptians sold every man his field, because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. And as for the people, now notice, Pharaoh bought all the land up, and then the people sold themselves for bread. This is what happens when you don't have sufficient supply in your storehouse. You become indebted to man, whether it's the credit card company or whether it's the bank or whether it's getting a loan from somebody. Uh, uh, debt, the debt is a monster. Debt will reduce you to ashes. I mean, debt will bring you low. The scriptures say the borrower is servant to the lender, uh, you want to get to the place where you have adequate storehouses because if you don't, lack will make cowards out of you. Lack will steal your vision. Lack will steal your future from you in terms of now you're working the land that you own don't belong to you. It belongs to the bank. The job that you're working don't belong to you. Other men have control over your means of production. They have control over your seed or your salary, and they tell you when to come to work, when to go to lunch, when to go home. They lay you off. They won't pay you. You have to look to the government. But, but beloved, if you understood, you're going to have those good seasons. You're going to have times of abundance, and that's the time to stock out your storehouses and recognize and realize that there is a blessing of God upon your storehouses. There is a blessing of God upon your storehouses. If you rightly understand what I'm trying to say to you today, I know a lot of people... Uh, uh, think I'm, you know, just saying stuff. But I've learned, man, that the storehouse, there, come, there will be times when the money's not there, but you can go to your storehouse, and I've done it so many times when the money wasn't there and I needed gas in my car, I can tap my storehouse instead of going to a credit card and fill my gas tank up. So uh, um, let, me, let me stop here, and I'm going to have... Uh, second part to this message uh, about the storehouse and I'm gonna pick back up where I left off so uh, be patient with me 
and I'll see you uh, in the next segment of this broadcast. Okay, God bless you. Bye.